Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. So I am excited for the episode today because I think one of my absolute favorite things to do when I was with Pampered Chef was to plan my team meetings. And I know you're probably like, that is so silly. And it it honestly should have been a sign that I was meant to do like to be a public speaker, to be a coach, to be a trainer, and eventually a podcaster, because I would put so much thought and, and, you know, I was very intentional about how I showed up and created this culture and community of growth. Um, And we would do it on Zoom, you know, and um, it was kind of one of those things that I am really proud of and uh, I felt like was a very effective system and strategy that I had, you know, and was consistently doing in my business. And that is that we had a monthly team meeting and, you know, most people in this industry have something like this, but I think that the way I was doing (laughs) team meetings were a little bit more of a step above what the majority of people are doing or were doing at that time. Um, You know, nowadays we're in such a virtual world. And so it's like the concept of Zoom and meeting online, right? FaceTime, all of those things is not anything new. But back then when I was, you know, realizing, okay, I have small children, I'm doing cooking shows where I'm leaving my home and I don't really want to take away from my time from my girls, if at all possible in the evenings, um, you know, like that drive time was, I kind of realized that, you know, my team was beginning to spread all over the country and not just in my, you know, small town in Tennessee. And so because of that, I was like, okay, I had been exposed to Zoom back in, oh my goodness, it was like 2016, I think, or maybe it was 2015, actually. Um, 2015, I think was the first time I had been introduced to Zoom. And then I really started using it more, uh, like a whole lot in 2016. So I was like still doing a lot of in-person team meetings and, you know, a lot of stuff like that. But when I decided to make that transition, I was like, okay, how can I still create, 
you know, this community aspect with people that are all over the country and then feel a sense of connection, but also feel like, you know, they're getting the support they need and training and resources. And so I want to talk to you guys today about that because I think there is a lot of power in learning how to lead an effective team meeting on Zoom and not just get on there and share the company announcements. So before we dive in, I wanted to share with you guys some of these stats that I thought were crazy. So as of January 2023, Zoom was worth $20.81 billion. I'm like, what? Whoever created Zoom, like props to you because you predicted our future. (laughs) Zoom has 300 million users in meetings every single day. 89% of Zoom users use it for work meetings, right? So that's what we're talking about today. And then 73.41 million downloads of the Zoom app were recorded worldwide in the first quarter of 2022. So that's even after the pandemic, right? Even after um, we were all in this virtual world, it has continued to explode with growth. And so... Uh, because I've been using it for so long, I was just and just, you know, learning to have a successful team meeting. I thought I would share with you guys a little bit about, um, you know, some things that you might want to think through when setting up your next training and how to not just have a fun night with your team, but really to meet your objective and your goal and and have it be worth your, your time, right? Because you're doing the planning as the leader, you're setting the stage for how you're supporting your team. And so anyway, enough about that. Um, so I want to kind of unpack this process of a team meeting. So obviously the point of a team meeting, right, is to collaborate and connect with your team to offer support and training and even do some like recognition, right? Because you want people to feel appreciated. You want them to feel loved on and you want them to feel supported. And so when you sit down to plan your team meeting, you have to look at it like this isn't just a you know, post it and they will come kind of thing. Okay. You have to market your team meeting, just like if you were doing host coaching or you are going to have an event in your home, you can't just make one post on Facebook and expect, you know, 20 people to show up, right? That's not how it works. So initially, before your team is really big, um, what it's going to take to get to that is that intentional connection piece. And so what that might look like is you sending an individual message to everyone on your team. And the bigger your team gets, you might, you know, and even still posting it in your team page and even maybe... um, you know, I don't know if you, you know, whether you have an email list to invite your team or a, um, you know, you use Project Broadcast to invite your team to it or whatever. I mean, you have to look at it like you've got to invite them in a variety of ways. Back in the day, <laughs> I'll take you guys way back when I was doing cooking shows, I would always tell my host that, you know, everyone communicates differently. Everyone will respond differently. And so you have to invite your guests or the people that you want in the seats at your party. You've, you're going to have to invite in a variety of ways. So I would talk to them about how the personal invitation is the most powerful, but you can, you know, we can create a Facebook invite. And I know that 
Um, you know, some people even do Facebook events for their team meetings. And I think that's great too. So you, the platform and where you do it is not necessarily what I'm talking about today. Um, but I will share how I deliver it. And, you know, obviously it's on zoom, but then you can live stream it. We'll talk about that in a second, but, um, you're going to want to market it, right? You're going to want to make sure you send reminders out and don't just do it the day before. Um, and so I would usually create some kind of graphic because every month we had, I kind of had like a theme and even for the year there was a theme. So, um, you know, I would usually try to have like some kind of um, graphic created with a picture of the expert guest speaker. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and I would also include the training topics so that it would entice people to want to come. So they, they would know a little bit of what to expect, right? Because people by nature are like, they don't want to be put on the spot. They don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to put in a situation where they don't know what's going on. Right. I mean, I think we can all relate to that. And so you kind I like to kind of give people a teaser of what to expect. And also just it gives people incentive, like, ooh, I want to learn about that, or I want to be better at that, or oh, I want to hear from that person. Okay. Um, and so when you're planning out the content for your meeting, or you know, thinking about the speaker or the person you want to ask, or you know, what is the focus of it or the presentation, I want you to ask yourself this question: What is the objective and goal of this meeting? And what I mean by that is maybe you know, you have a theme kind of each month where you want to dive in a little deeper to a specific topic, right? Like maybe one month, it's all about social media. Maybe one month, it's all about, you know, recruiting. Maybe one month, it's all about sales. So you kind of have a specific topic because then what eventually happens is you, you eventually have this library of topics that you can reference. You can say, hey, you know, we have, you have maybe someone who's working to promote to director and they're struggling with recruiting. You say, Hey, you know what? We had this expert guest speaker back in January or the fall or whatever. They talked about recruiting and it was really powerful. I'm going to tag you in that training. So now you can go back and listen to this perspective and learn from them and hopefully pull some fresh ideas, right? So it's now this resource library. And honestly, based on where you are in your, um, compensation plan and the amount of money you're making, you may want to even invest in something like Kajabi, which is a, you know, that's what we use for our coaching program. And we house all of our recordings. I mean, you, that's, that's an option too, is to have a, um, you know, outside platform where you house all of your resources for your team to support them. You know, you could have like a resource library for recruiting, a resource library for, you know, sales, leadership development, what, whatever, right? All the things. And I won't get into that, but that's just a thought, right? Where you could house all of these and use these um, replays and recordings in the future as well. And so, you know, once you say what is the goal or objective of the meeting, then there is kind of a flow in which I think every meeting should follow. And I'll go into detail, well, not real real detail, but I'll talk briefly about each of these after I give you the flow. Because I want to explain, I want to like give you the whole flow, <laughs> give you the roadmap, I guess, for an effective meeting. And then I'm going to go back and talk about them and give some examples of each. All right, so um, I personally would create a 
team like presentation on Canva. That way I could share my screen and because I just, you know, the teacher in me knows that people learn in a variety of ways, right? And so I was always of the mindset that I'm a very visual learner. And so if I can see something and hear it at the same time, I'm going to absorb the information and it's going to be so much more effective. And so I have for, I mean, literally years, I created a presentation long before anyone was really doing that for their team meetings. Okay. So I literally was like the PowerPoint person first. And then I started using Canva to create um, presentations for my team meetings. Okay. And so we always started the presentation with some kind of icebreaker. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of different ones out there. I just shared one on Instagram that was called Rosebud Thorn. And this is a fun icebreaker to really get people, you know, thinking like being more mindful and intentional about, you know, showing up to these meetings, maybe even taking them a little more seriously. So your rose is like a win. So you could tell people like get out their, you know, notebook and pen and paper and write down Rosebud Thorn. And their rose is like something they're proud of, a win, something they want to celebrate that makes them happy. Their bud is something that is blooming, that is, you know, their, their, a new idea or a thought that they're, that's brewing and they're trying to work on or think through. And then their thorn is a struggle they have. And so during the icebreaker, as people are hopping on, you know, whether you want to get on your team meeting 10 minutes early and start right on time, or you want to use that first 15 minutes of the team meeting or 10 minutes or even five minutes to kind of give people a chance to talk and connect, right? There's a lot of power in that. Um, And so uh, during that icebreaker time, I would always say like, I want everyone to participate, but not everyone has to unmute. And so I would say like, hey, if anyone wants to unmute, you can, you know, put it in the chat or just unmute. (laughs) And, um, you know, usually there were people that, you know, were like, yeah, I'll unmute and they would share Right. And so sometimes people would share something that others were like, yeah, I can relate to that. Right. Um, Another icebreaker might be related to um, your company. Okay, so you might say something like, I remember one time one of my icebreakers was like, what's something that happened while you were live doing a demo on, you know, Facebook, while you were live on Facebook, what is something that happened that wasn't supposed to happen? Like, what was a Facebook live fail? And so these were kind of humorous, you know, because I remember talking about like my oldest when she was little, like through salad (laughs) while we were live. And I was mortified. Of course, now I'm like, it's pretty funny and hilarious, right? Like if I was watching that and a kid threw salad, I would be laughing. But like when you're the mom behind the camera, it's very embarrassing, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just did that. Um, And so that was a fun icebreaker too. Um, Others could be, um, your icebreaker could be, you know, if you're, you know, guess guess the next incentive trip for the company maybe, or it could be um, an icebreaker could be maybe what has been one work from home fail this week, right? Like what happened that, you know, threw you off or um, maybe like just, you know, what have you shared recently on social media that got a lot of engagement, right? So you can, you can come up with, you can literally Google it. There's like a whole list of 
different things. I mean, you could even do something like waffles or pancakes, right? <laughs> like lipstick or lip gloss, you know, do, it could be silly, fun things like that, that you're just like, I only want my icebreaker to be one or two minutes, or it can be something a little bit more in depth. So I always tried to start with an icebreaker. The second thing we, I shared every single time was team vision board. Okay. And so I'm going to go ahead and list the rest of the items because I totally went off on a tangent with the icebreaker, but then I'll come back to each one. So you start with your icebreaker, your team vision board, your team mission statement, team recognition, any like important dates, upcoming incentives, or like company announcements, and then any training from you as their leader. And then if you have a guest speaker, try to have them last. And then at the very end, after the guest speaker, you're going to do individual recognition. Okay. So let's talk a little bit briefly about these. So I've obviously already talked about icebreaker. I totally forgot that I was going to share the list and then come back, but that's okay. <laughs> right. Um, and so the icebreaker, it can be a couple minutes or it can be, you know, 15 minutes, however you want to do it. Um, all right. So your team vision board. So after your icebreaker, you're going to jump into sharing a little bit about your team and where you are headed as an organization. And the reason why you want to do this is because for one, you want to always be marketing the career plan. No matter what, without fail, every single team meeting, I would talk about like where we were headed as a team. I was literally painting the picture from the time I was a director with Pampered Chef till, um, I mean, all the way till a national executive. And even then I was still talking about the opportunity and as a team where we were headed. And so whether that means you're talking about a title or not, you still want to share, right? Like the team vision board is usually, um, at least for me, the way I was taught and what I have kind of continued to do is like you are on your vision board, of course, and then as the leader, and then you have your like first generation, second generation, third generation, whatever. And I would use each, um, you know, fun little like graphic or even just a picture of the person. And so in my first gen, I had like all of my leaders listed in my second gen, I had all the second gen leaders. So it wasn't every single person on my team, but it was, you know, all of the leaders in that area. So you may be someone who's like, I don't have any leaders yet. And that's fine. You can list everyone on the team, right? Who was active in the previous month or just everyone on the team could have their name on there. And then you can say, you know, here are our team goals for the month and where we are headed as an organization, you know, and it's going to look different for everyone. So I can't even really like dive too deep into that because at the end of the day, your vision board may be around, you know, promoting to the next level in your company. And then someone else's vision board that's listening to this could be around, you know, um, I don't know, like raising money as an organization, as a team to, to give back to a certain charity. So it's kind of everyone's focus is going to be different, but usually it has something to do with, you know, just essentially the leaders in the organization, some kind of visual representation of where you want to go. So imagine empty spots, right? So if you were using like little picture frames on there and you had all your leaders, there would be a couple of empty spots saying, meaning like there is room for more at the leadership table, right? And then 
after you're done, you know, presenting that vision board, you're going to talk about your team mission statement. And this is kind of ties into it. Like, where is your team headed? But also, what do you stand for as a team? You know, what do you want your team to be known for? When, when people are talking about your team, like if you have someone join your team and they say, oh my gosh, I love being on so-and-so's team. I love being a part of this company and being on this team because blank. What comes after the because, right? Like, what is it that they're saying? Why do they love being on your team? So I want to challenge you to think about that, right? Because that's what you're going to share with your team. You're going to, you're going to share, you know, maybe you're a team full of overcomers and, you know, people who are looking to build out, um, you know, an additional income. Maybe it's you're supporting single moms and work from home moms or work from anywhere moms. Um, it could be you are, you know, helping people build out retirement, you know, whatever it is, but what do you want to be known for? Right. That is what your team mission statement is. And then I always like to kick off after all of that with team recognition. And the reason is because I want to celebrate what we did as an, you know, first as a team, right? Because there's a whole emphasis on team, team, team right at the beginning, right? It's like, we are a team, you know, there's no I in team, you know, all that kind of thing. And so I focus, I have a heavy emph emphasis on the team aspect in the beginning. And then at the end, I do the individual recognition. And so when I do the team recognition, I always recognize like our organizational sales volume, um, I would recognize the, um, you know, uh, number of promotions if we had like, you know, a couple of promotions. And then I would recognize, let's see, the number of recruits. And then I would also, um, you know, that after I did all of that recognition, I would say, you know, something about like, you know, whether you sold $1 or $3,000, you are contributing to this, you know, goal that we achieved as a team. So I would just have a huge emphasis on that. All right. So after your team recognition, then you're going to go into like important dates, um, upcoming incentives, company announcements. I just always did these very briefly. I did not really talk much about them because honestly, if it was coming from the company or something that had already been talked about, I don't want to waste a ton of time, right? People lose their attention is already gone. In fact, if you're still listening to this, you've, you're like one of the few, right? That's like still your attention is still here. And so even as adults, we get distracted, things happen. And so don't waste a ton of time and energy on things that they've probably already heard about or more tra more training will be provided. So after that, then there's a training section that usually would always happen with me. Um, so it wasn't, I never tried to speak for longer than like 10 minutes in this section unless I was the main speaker because, I, you know, again, I didn't want to take from the person that I had invited but I would try to do some kind of training around something I felt was like really relevant that my team needed to hear. So maybe it was on bookings. It was almost like because I was in the party space, I almost always had something on bookings, recruiting, and then, you know, the career plan. So leadership. I like tried to include, you know, something in regards to those. And even if you're thinking about like the cultures of, you know, how to support your team, right? It's like you essentially want to have something for getting your people active and selling. 
you want to have something for them in regards to recruiting and team building. And then you want to have something in regards to marketing the career plan. So when you're thinking through how can I train my team and what topics should I train on? Think about those. Like, do you have a little something, even if it's just a small activity um, on each of those topics? And so after that, then I had a guest speaker. And I know some of you might be thinking like, that sounds great, but like, I don't know any expert guests that I could bring on. And here's what I want to change your thinking on. It could be that it's someone on your team, like literally someone under you who you send, you see like, you know what, there's a lot of potential with this person and they have the potential to someday be a leader. And so because of that, you send them a podcast episode or you send them Um, you know, a video or you ask them to rewatch a training that you and your team had like a year ago and you're like, hey, um, you know, I would love for you to listen to this. And on our next team meeting, if you would share your top three takeaways, um, that would be incredible. So one thing is just leverage your own community, right? It could also be your guest speaker, could be your upline, it could be your sideline. So like a sister leader in the company, it could be um, you are willing to trade off with another leader and you say, hey, I'll come do train your team if you'll train mine or even do something together. Let's do a you know collaboration where we come together and we all you know, have the same date for a team meeting and you and I will both train. I've done that before numerous times. Or it could be someone you admire. I mean, the worst case scenario is that they say no. (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've messaged someone and said like, hey, you know, I would absolutely love for you to talk to my team. Like you obviously are killing it at recruiting and like blah, 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 whatever, right? Like, is there any way you would be willing And I can't tell you how many times people would be like, yeah, sure, I'd love to, you know? And of course, I was always willing to reciprocate. Like I would always say like, hey, I'm happy to do the same for you. And I can't tell you how many times I got that message and I did a training for free, um, you know, through the years. And it it's like, I just uh, was of the mindset that what you put out, you will get back in return 10 times, right? And so it's like, if you're helping other people, you will get what you want someday. That's like that Zig Ziglar quote. And so- you know, in regards to a guest speaker, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, someone from corporate or some person like me, you know, who's an expert. It could just be someone on your team. You know, it could be a sister leader. It could be um, even your, one time I asked my accountant, my CPA, if he would come and do a training on taxes and I offered to pay him and he did it for free, right? Because it was like tax season. And so, Just think about what is it that your team needs during that season and who can you connect with or what can you train on to support them? And then at the very end, I would end on individual recognition. And the reason why I ended on it is because I, you know, it's like I kind of wanted people to stay on for the entire meeting before they heard if they were the number one in sales, right? Like I wanted them to hear all the other juicy good stuff before they found out who was the top recruiter, who was the top seller, you know, recognizing those promotions and celebrating our team, you know, as a whole and individually. 
Um, and so I always, you know, at first I tried to always include pictures and their name, but you know, as time went on, it was harder and harder to do that, which was a good problem to have because our organization got so big, you know, eventually our team grew to over 1500 people in our organization. And I believe at one point in time I had 88 leaders. So directors or above, and you know, it was an incredible, incredible organization. And you know, even as I transitioned from that to um, Hugh and Grace and, you know, now doing coaching, it's like the this process shouldn't change. Yes, the method and the delivery might change through the years, but those are really what I believe to be this core process of how you can effectively get people to, number one, show up, how you can you know, recognize and create this culture of unity and, you know, growth and community and that we're all going in the same direction, you know, recognize what you want repeated, right? And so if you want to have a huge emphasis on your team, you got to talk about it. And then keeping in front of them what is most important. So, you know, while there's probably a million different things to train on, on your team meetings, you know, you are limited, right? People's attention is limited. So think through like, what is my objective? What is my goal of this meeting? And how can I deliver it in a way that's exciting and fun? And, you know, people will want to continually come back week after week or month, I should say, after month. You know, some people do a weekly um, Mindset Monday or Motivational Monday or, you know, Tip Tuesday or whatever it is that you do. And you could take some of these same, you know, concepts and same um, strategies that I've just shared and implement them in any networking opportunity or meeting that you have, whether it's in person or on Zoom. But just to wrap up, I want to encourage you guys that if you're like, you know, my team's all over the place and I don't feel like, you know, I can't get anyone to show up and I can't, you know, get people to participate and all that kind of stuff. I want you to look at it like you set the standard. And if you want people to show up, you have to, as you're onboarding them, make it a priority that they get excited and put it on their calendar to come to the team meeting. And this might even look like you harassing people, right? And sending them individual messages and saying, hey, I can't wait to see you on Zoom, you know, where it's, you know, I don't know, it's April, where your favorite, um... I don't know, like wear yellow, <laughs> you know, you can make it fun. You can wear your favorite hat or, you know, cause we all wear many different hats or, um, wear your favorite apron. You know, there's, there's fun things that you can do too, to get people engaged and excited. And then just have this mindset of your team is trying to grow and you want to find people with a growth mindset that are excited anyway, to come to anything that they can become, you know, be a better version of themselves. And so I hope that this was helpful and impactful for all of you. You know, something that we teach in our coaching program is there's a huge emphasis on creating a thriving community and, you know, leadership and serving from, a, you know, leading from a place of service. And so if this is something that you are wanting to step more into is, is building up those and refining those leadership skills, then 
I would love for you to send me a message on either Instagram or Facebook, and let's connect and talk a little bit about, you know, what it is that you're looking to work on this year and how, you know, potentially maybe just to see if our program is a good fit for you. It might not be, but if you are looking for some more coaching, more support, and a community of people who are looking to grow my inbox is always open. I would love to chat with you and share a little bit more about how you can truly build the life of your dreams, leveraging your business. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.